It's not. I mean, so there are large scale things that have caused, obviously, relationship um, where, which are that I live in Los <laughs> Angeles and he lives in New York right now. Uh, at, but we both sort of are happily at, in a, in, on the same page about like James works in private equity and I work in television writing. And so we're in our 20s and both are fairly have like, you know, big ambitions. And so are happy to let each other like be in the place that is most ideal for their career for a few years. Yeah. Um, so it's not really, we've, that wasn't always necessarily the like peaceful, happy place we were in, mm-hmm. but that's behind us. And we don't want to talk about that, <laughs> <laughs> but that's over now. Uh, yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Julia Meltzer. Welcome to honey. This week we have Eric and James, Um, Eric lives in LA, James lives in New York, Um, so we do, they have this fight about Settlers of Catan that we talk about, but then this pretty quickly devolves into just like a New York versus LA debate um, about Settlers of Catan. If you haven't played it, play it, it's great, Um, but I was listening back, this has not happened to me yet, but I was listening back and I, James it's right. I would have been so infuriated if I were James, but for some reason it didn't feel that way when we were recording. But I was listening to it and I was like, how am I like so chill about this? I would have been insane. Also, I say uh, in college we had drinking rules for Settlers of Catan, and I say a shot per victory point, but I realized the rules were half a shot per victory point. Don't play with a shot per victory point. You'll be in the hospital. Okay. Um, that's it. Enjoy. Honey, 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 come home. Cause we've got things to talk about. I've been sitting here on my own. And I think we can work it out. Honey, 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 come home. Eric and James, welcome to Honey. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Mostly terrified, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why are you terrified? I don't know. What do they say about dirty laundry? (laughs) What do they say about dirty laundry? I think it's just a... That's just a figure of speech. Yeah, there's no phrase associated with that. I thought you were not supposed to air it. Don't air dirty laundry. Very. Should we start talking about how waspy you guys are right now? <laughs> That's one of those things that people will really just pick up on. Yeah. What are, what are your signs? Oh, astrological. Yeah. Virgo. Scorpio. Okay. A New, a new England those, Virgo and a New England Scorpio. Are those compatible or? I have no idea. Oh. But I, I love gay Scorpios. They just. Well, uh, they, all of them. They just, <laughs> so, they just reclassified hi. it, right? I don't know if I was. Uh, they they like did and then they, then the they went line. back. They did and then they went back. So, um, well, because we had a, an episode called Two New England Leos. Where oh. they were very didn't talk about anything. Mm. So now we have a, a, a New England Virgo and a New England Scorpio. And we still won't talk about anything. <laughs> um, we we're going to talk about Settlers of Catan, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me. Um, we 
when was it like two years ago or a year ago well it's when matt was living with us so and when you were living in new york i think yeah so last spring yeah uh so we were playing settlers of Catan, and it was not our first game that week or that <laughs> night, potentially. Oh, really? Yeah. A double header? Yeah, it's a lot. Catan. I love, I love Catan. Catan but. was a little overdeveloped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like West Hollywood. Uh, the um, we were so we were playing with our friend Matt, a uh, three-way game. And the important background <laughs> to know, according to me, is that in the previous game, I had been in last place the whole time, mm-hmm. and so I was sort of. Um, making favorable trades with whoever would be in second place to make sure that like the first place person didn't get, mm-hmm. they were kind of like trading the longest road points. Mm-hmm. I don't know for all you listeners familiar <laughs> with the game. Okay. So in the game of settlers, of <laughs> you need 10 points, Victor- need victory points, victory, victory points. Yeah. yeah. And you need 10 victory points. You can get them in a variety of ways. So I was like conspiring to have the two people in the lead kind of pass back and forth victory points. So neither of them got to 10 while I, developed my civilization classic strategy right you don't want to let anyone get too far ahead right and then very good conspiring and that worked out very well for me because then i won. i came from behind um, okay so that's the prologue to this yes (laughs) he was riding high on a prior victory okay (laughs) perhaps a little overconfident so then uh in the next game, I was once again in third place <laughs> to Matt and James, and I tried to do and this. like a really distant third this <laughs> yeah. time. I mean, this was an unrecoverable <laughs> third. This was... So um, I um, tried to take on my strategy again, and but James was way in the lead, so I was helping Matt. It was, it was like pretty evenly spaced. I was probably... Well, out in front. Like three points ahead of Matt or something. And it, Well, as it turns out, I guess I wasn't as far as front, in front of Matt as maybe we thought. <laughs> Spo- but it, seem, it, seem, it, seem, Spoiler alert. it seemed like a foregone conclusion. Um, anyway, but I was doing whatever I could to prolong my game so that I could get anything together. And whatever he could. And so Matt needed, like... Uh, I don't remember the details. He needed a lot of things. He needed like two (laughs) forests and like three sheep or something. everything you had in your hand. And so I was like, I'll give you something really unfavorable to me, like four sheep and you You can give me... You gave him literally everything in your hand. And you can give me like one wood. And and he was like, no, I can't give it to you right now. And I was like, you can give it to me next turn. And he was like, okay. If, If I get it. Four sheep on the promise of when I get wood, I will give it to you. Okay. This is in finance, as James will tell you, called trading futures. <laughs> and this is not a future trade that would be blessed by the regulatory bodies the SEC of Why Catan. Not? Why not? Catan is sort of like a, a Channel Island. <laughs> heard of like insider trading. It has its own. Oh yes, this it has is a, insider. Yeah, it has a looser regulatory structure, and it seems like the intention behind the trade was to screw someone else. Yeah, specific. I yeah, think the this, SEC frowns upon that. They, they, right? They do. Yeah. yeah. Vindictive trading is not. Uh... So anyway, so I did that, and then Matt immediately uh, came from behind Matt James and won very, very quickly. Like, like it was actually a terrible trade for me to make. Turn. Yeah. Oh, it was like okay. a bad trade for me to make because I helped him too much and then he won. Okay. And so the game was over and James who had been looking like he would easily win lost because I was like extremely nice to Matt. And in a way that's not, I mean, it's not totally clear how the rules 
speak to mm-hmm. kind of futures trading. Yes. But uh, I, I don't think Maybe they're... Maybe a ex- little it's, sketchy. It's pretty sketchy. We couldn't really find anything in the rule book about it. Sure. But if, I mean, if you could, you could play it out, right? You're not allowed to just have but so wait, two I have players in the game and yeah. one player every time they go around the board is not allowed to just give someone else all of their cards. I don't know if that's true. It just but, seems like they wouldn't make that against the rules because why would you do that? Did you, um, so did you get anything in the trade? No, I had. You got nothing. I had an you IOU. Literally gave yeah. Over the course of the game as it played out, Eric received nothing in return. Not a single card. So yeah, it seems like it was more of a donation up. than a trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a merger. Maybe. Yeah. We ganged up yeah. on him basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Did you flip the table over or what? No, I did what I often do, which is retreat. Sulk? <laughs> which is sulk. Okay. And uh, he was really mad. I was pretty upset. Why were you so upset? Well, because it wasn't a very nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the spirit of the game. As yes. It were. Mm-hmm. 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 So I could tell that James was upset. And um, after like 20 minutes of his... We were pretty drunk also. Just I think we should probably <laughs> set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was uh, our second game of Catan. So yeah. Do you like have sitting. drinking rules? No, yeah, like, not related to Like to you must be game. drinking. In yeah. college, Generally. we used to play a shot per victory point oh god oh goodness and then like who no one could win because you would get like too <laughs> fucked up to do anything if you were approaching your 10 victory points longest road exchanges were very dangerous yeah. oh ooh. Yeah, yeah that could really put you over the edge yeah um so after like 20 minutes of his sort of sending out his um passive aggressive vibes which <laughs> and i was picking up what he was putting down uh i was like we were like getting ready to leave the apartment and go to a bar or something and i was like you know sorry like that was really wrong of me oh i like that Im- i like that he noticed your your passive aggressive vibes <laughs> it would have been really something. difficult not to notice <laughs> <laughs> and i was like passive aggressive I, maybe those, I mean, they, they might have just been aggressive vibes <laughs> and, I, and i was like are sheep futures like the hill i want to die on no so i'll just mm-hmm. you know I love that. I was like, be the little uh, it was totally and, wrong. I was, I'll, I'll be the, yeah, the big man here and be like, that was a bad thing to do. And it was really mean. And I apologize. I'm sorry. And he was like, yeah. And then he was still passive aggressive to me for like probably three hours. Again, I would just say aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> aggressive to me for like three what hours. What does it look like when you're being, when you're aggressive, you're at the bar. He's just really like, he doesn't, he speaks in like one word sentences Ooh. and you, if you just know him well, like you know that that's what he's doing, mm. as I do. I can tell from through text, like oh, like the way he punctuates text is very different. Like it, he makes it clear. <laughs> but you would never say I'm angry with you. Uh, that's not totally true. But in t- this instance, it would take a while of me I ignoring it. it. Yeah, <laughs> like a, like day, it would take days of me not bringing it up myself. But it's almost always. Me forcing the issue. It's just that good wasp upbringing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's Kurt, James has made one me, word answer <laughs> expressing disapproval. And James like, has made me less waspy. I would say because he because something he, someone's got to yeah <laughs> one one of us has to, <laughs> has to be confrontational <laughs> and it ends up being me. Uh, so then he was still mad, and so we were at this bar, and like Matt was still with us, and and Matt and I were just sitting aside, and Matt was like, "James is being really mean to you," and I was like, "Yeah." He was like, wow, it was just Catan. And I was like, exactly. So I think it's a good fight to talk about. We were talking about earlier because we see it as a fight about different things. 
for James, there was a fight about how I was mean to him and thoughtless in my gameplay. Uh-huh. I think he also was mad because for it was, you it was a fight I about cheap futures. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but James, but it, I think it was also you were mad because it was such a stupid thing to do. Well, it was just terrible to do. I mean, it's just not exactly. Like, how can you respect someone that does something you were that's also stupid? Just, you were embarrassed. Of- you were questioning your ex-judgment. Exactly. And everything. Yeah. Because exactly. James exactly. is a, a sporting man, so he is, he's very competitive. So he was mad about that. Whereas I saw a fight about like how we deal with our problems. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which include both sheep trading and Be- you know, being passive aggressive, <laughs> not accepting apologies when the other person just like oh. makes it clear they don't want to fight. Yeah, moving That's on. Hard You're well, they still should so have mad. thought about not wanting to fight before they <laughs> fucked him. <laughs> what? Why couldn't you accept the apology? Well, I accepted it while I was sleeping. We were fine in the morning. But why couldn't you accept it? In real time, <laughs> too ang too angry. No, I mean I wasn't that angry. I was just disappointed mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're here to ask him that question. It is interesting. Like uh, James just requires more cool down time than I do, and that mm-hmm. way I am waspier. Like, like I can just be like, and I'm over that now. <laughs> 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 that fight happened, but it's done now. Whereas mm-hmm. James has to like work it get it worked out of the system that's a very good skill that you have yeah i don't have it i'm like i'm like this although it's like a lot it's a lot more it's just bigger and more but it's so it's like very hard to wind me down yeah. right i pretty much need to have gone for a run between um, the fight or the the workup and mm, the, the ultimate come down yeah so do you think you have a higher to, it sounds like you have a higher tolerance for being in a fight Yes, that's definitely true. Yeah, it doesn't bother him. Like, it bo- it well, maybe it bothers you, but it that it, doesn't really bother. It me. really <laughs> upsets me. Like, I, I like don't want it to s- sustain. Like, I need it to just be handled and then be done because I feel very anxious. Which is an interesting the whole time. It's kind of out juxtaposition there. as well because I'll sort of maybe get more worked up and then take longer to cool down. Eric just wants it. Nothing to do with the whole thing. Right. Just make it end. Make it over. Right. Let's talk about it or not talk about yeah, it. Yeah. I find it very upsetting to be in a fight. Yeah. So I try to just get over it. Even if that just means like swallowing pride and apologizing and not. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of scenarios in which it's like really good to be able to just whatever, do what you have to do to get over a fight. But, but I feel like I... And I don't even think this is true, but I guess I have this fear that it's like, well, then if I do that, what if I end up in a situation I don't want to be in? Because I didn't like fight for the thing that I yeah, and that wanted. Is, that's happened to me, probably not in our relationship, because I feel open enough with him that I would eventually bring that up. But but in life, like I think the downside to being the way I am is that people can end up taking advantage of you and you don't express disappointment Without, right. with how you were treated because you'd rather just not have a fight yeah, i don't yeah. know i don't really find anything wrong with like being disappointed sometimes and expressing it i think that's i probably in this particular instance should have let it go more quickly yeah i think if i have a sustained problem with the way we fight it's that he's not able to when i when it's a fight about so like a miscommunication or like you misread my tone there or whatever mm-hmm. this shouldn't be yeah. a four hour thing it should be yeah. a, 
and it is yes. like that makes me very mad and then i stay mad about that because because but i'm actually mad about like the meta fight like i'm i'm yeah. mad that we're yeah. in a fight and i yeah. blame him for it <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i say like Catan the for him was a fight about settlers of Catan, and for me it was a fight about the way that he fights mm, yeah i feel like um uh it's you're so amiable that's like what we're describing right which is great and that's why like every person that i know loves you so much (laughs) eric is like is like the team captain i thought you were talking about me (laughs) (laughs) amiable no this is amiable (laughs) um eric is amiable and what what is james James is like Julia in that um, uh, you don't you don't have to wonder where you're at with James and Julia. You always you if James or Julia is upset with you, you know it and you can address it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I, I kind of don't get upset unless really provoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get miffed. I can I can meet you at upset. Like if you are right. <laughs> If James chooses to be upset, like I'll get there and I can yell and yeah. be mad. But that's it's, fun. I that's think, good. I think maybe oh, I'm it's wrong. It's fun to yell sometimes. It is. <laughs> I think it's rare for me to pick a fight with you. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. But I guess here's my question: Like, are you ever like, oh, is Eric mad at me and I don't know about it? No, nope. no, not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> not thinking about it. No, I mean, he's hard enough to work up that. I'll pretty much always know if he's upset about something. I think. But what if he's Maybe just, I'm just de- missing it all? What if he's just decided to to be over it? But I guess then he's over it. I but guess then, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. So why think about it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I yeah. should just take more issues. Maybe that's <laughs> the takeaway from this is that suddenly I'm going to be extremely combative. <laughs> Never agree. <laughs> you, Julia, broke Eric. <laughs> um. Uh. My parents have friends who got divorced over a game of Pictionary. Oof. Got divorced? Yeah, and my parents were playing Pictionary with them and like something. I it really should like, get this full it, story from them. It wasn't like they drew a picture of a woman and that's like, oh, that was who you were cheating on me with? <laughs> right. No, I think it was the Sally the neighborhood slut. <laughs> the, picture, <laughs> the picture depicted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was something about like the rules or like, like you said, some behavior in the game <laughs> revealed something that was obviously like a hot button issue about one of them. Like if it were the breaking point for you that Eric did this dumb trade, it was like that. I think it yeah. escalated. I, I would I would liken the the um, incident to the Friends episode where Monica, um, nobody will play Pictionary with Monica because she throws, she wants to throw a plate at Chandler or oh, Joey. Okay. If you mm-hmm. over here, she could. Yeah. <laughs> she could recite it. Uh, because from like it, I, we didn't play Catan again. Have we ever played Catan again? Actually, um, I've certainly played Catan again, but I'm not sure that we. You and me, have. I definitely. I, have, I don't know that we would not. No, I think I, I think we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've healed, but but we definitely took some time off. I was like, oh, we can't play Catan with James and Matt. And like Matt and I would joke that we'd be like, well, last time we ever play Catan with James, yeah. Unless we're ready to all. Well, you could win. just play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's something that's so weird about board games. It's like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Like pit, <laughs> pitting 
us all against our friends and like <laughs> why is that fun that's what's nice true. about escape rooms because they're collaborative yeah yeah and forbidden island if you've ever played that it's a, everyone's on the same team mm. but it's not boring it's fun right um, well james likes competition mm, well that's a As, whole other I, thing. No, I love games yeah you when, like to win well, certainly prefer to losing, but uh, <laughs> he's a super obnoxious Yahtzee dance when he gets Yahtzee. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Yahtzee, Yahtzee, Yahtzee. Oh, yeah. It comes, <laughs> sorry, it comes with a song. <laughs> good. That's good for radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad it comes with a song. Oh, that's good. It's, it the, kind wiper, of a, it's the wiper it was family almost, tradition. We, uh, <laughs> it was like kind of a hokey pokey type dance for, is, the, yeah, for the listeners at home. Finger movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I guess I like to win, but I not at the expense of like making someone unhappy. I like, I mean, I like to win. uh, Yeah. Except I like camaraderie more. You know, I don't like tension in the air between friends. Well, to be clear, this wasn't like my goal outcome for this game. (laughs) (laughs) I would have preferred obviously to just have. One gone on and one <laughs> absent this, you know, horrendous futures trade. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I think that I could get down in the mud here and argue about whether futures are against the rules or not, but I long ago gave that up and just gave him the win. Yeah, I mean, I, and think, I this... think that's a value add to your life. Yeah, it is. is. I don't because I don't care. <laughs> I just won't trade in Catan futures anymore. <laughs> but like, there are other worlds in board games where people outsmart everyone, like in. Monopoly. My friend John won once by bu- buying all the houses. And then oh yeah. Never upgrading them to hotels. You can't, yeah. No one else can. And then nobody could develop, and it felt very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when like there have been some houses lost over the course of time, so the housing inventory is really light in the game. You know, <laughs> right. Start so looking actually, under couch It's actually pretty easy to do that. Yeah. And then there's sort of a question of like, well, what do the rules really intend? Because they probably intended it to play this way, but with a full you, you go dig housing out. stock, yes. not, you know, with... You dig out houses from the like Star Wars Monopoly game that nobody wants to play <laughs> somebody gave you for Christmas. Um, should we talk about New York and L.A.? Yeah. This is build. this is the ongoing disagreement. Build is the thing we never can see eye to eye on. Yeah, we're talking about that. It's not. I mean, so there are large scale things that have caused obviously relationship um, where, which are that I live in Los <laughs> Angeles and he lives in New York right now. Uh, at, but we both sort of are happily at in a in, on the same page about like James works in private equity and I work in television writing. And so we're in our twenties and both are fairly have like, you know, big ambitions. And so are happy to let each other like be in the place that is most ideal for their career for a few years. Yeah. Um, so it's not really, we've, that wasn't always necessarily the like peaceful, happy (laughs) place we were in, Mm -hmm. but that's behind us. And we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but that's over now. Uh, and you want to know the one thing that can work, Erica? <laughs> well, I, what I want to know—I guess I want to know how, because I feel like probably some people listening will want to know how did you get from that place of tension to this place of whatever this truce about New York and a LA. Lot of, a lot of time and a lot of talking and a lot of love. Yeah, I think like we definitely would have broken up if it were at all feasible like it, <laughs> emotionally feasible 
if we didn't at all times like have very little doubt that there weren't better or equal options on our coast like yeah, I've, I've always would have said taken that, that path. If I ever thought I could equal or upgrade, I'd be <laughs> so far, you know, this would be so far behind me. You're talking you could, if you could upgrade boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I can, you know. Right. Nobody, right. nobody is as amiable as it's I. A, yeah. It is true. It takes, a spe- it takes a special someone to put up with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that has helped and sustained through the darker times. But... Um, But yeah, it just takes a lot of like open conversation about mostly planning ahead. It's it's when we're like when we have some like sight lines on when we're going to spend because television is obviously very sporadic work. So I get the benefit of being there for months at a time. I get Um, the benefit of I have to travel all the time for work. So it's relatively easy to swoop through L.A. and I have a portfolio company in San Diego. So it's like I'm out in one in Portland. So I'm out on the West Coast reasonably often and right so there are, there are you know mutual as long as we plan around those kinds of things like we're happy if we're just like see you maybe i don't know when <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat in between that time and the distant future then it gets Try we start having little like fights that. about other things or whatever mm. um but the the reason we bring up new york and la as a thing we never agree on is just i think that i fi- like feel sort of more at home here or culturally resonant <laughs> here and James feels the same way about New York uh-huh. and so we just always end up in like spats about as I think any, anyone that feels really you know passionately about their city does right and um, I think New York LA is like the classic clash of cities yeah I found myself, I think, like, I have the personality of, um... But I, don't, I wouldn't consider you to have a typically L.A. personality. No. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> What's a typically L.A. personality? <laughs> Oof, just so vapid. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, I think what's, what I, what my role in these fights is... Creative, industrious, yeah. has a lot of hustle. Exactly. Is to remind... Following like, your dreams. Serves a mean coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is to remind James that, like, yeah, it's not Vanderpump Rules. It's not LA. It's not. That actually, I don't know. And meeting, meeting like, you know, you and this whole group of friends out here has done a lot for my appreciation of the city. Yeah. The Ivy League LA crowd. (laughs) It's a little different. (laughs) Exactly. None of us, by the way, having grown up in California. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Everyone actually having grown up in men. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know. It, it always bugs me that, that whatever, that's the rep people have about LA people. is like plastic surgery and right. whatever. Because I'm like, I never even see those people. Right. I mean, you mean? can, like, right? You like there them. are billboards we for freezing we your sitting. fat. You're right. It's stuff like that that I have just like incorporated. Right. <laughs> like the even. fact that people believe you can freeze your fat away here is a distinct LA <laughs> thing. Like down the street, there's like IV wellness where you get like intravenous B12 or whatever. You know, that's just like, oh, yeah. there is the like weird pseudoscience, <laughs> like beautifying health culture. Yeah. Um, but that, there's a flip side of that. That's great. Which is like people are healthy 
People right. aren't. I mean, can yeah. you imagine what garbage alcoholic person I would be if I were in New York? <laughs> That's what like, I. Yeah, it's just healthier. Like I think, like more people. Yeah, everyone. If you want to do a juice cleanse, nobody's making fun of you for it. You know, the source of <laughs> except James the, when he's here. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> I think why I liked LA is so James and I just have uh, it makes perfect sense why we have these opinions of this our respective cities because James has been continuously employed in a very structured industry since college, and a lot of the people around him have, and it's nice to be able to talk about your life like with people who lead similar lives yeah and when i came out here there was some amount of self-consciousness about having you know a very expensive and good college degree and using it to tutor seventh graders in in it pre-algebra and um and sometimes being, tutoring is like kind of a generous depiction of <laughs> tutoring what was going to on. doing their homework uh, <laughs> and uh yeah, just being sporadically employed and whatever. Everybody feels self-conscious uh, as I uh, strived to write. Um, and I felt myself being at a lot of like parties and dinners and things where people would be like, what are you doing? What do you, what's your job? In New York. Yeah, in New York. What's your job? Or in Boston where I had worked before that. Uh and just feeling like I confronted, even though that probably wasn't their intention. And then here, first of all, nobody asks you that because nobody has a job. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also you'd be like, oh, I'm tutoring while I try to write television. Everyone was like, oh, cliche, but like, good for you, you know? Yeah. And I just was like, oh, nobody's confronting me here. And I'm just, it was more about my sort of insecurities in LA, like really not I feel getting like, up in my business about it. I feel exactly it. the same way. And, and I think, but it's also because in New York, like, um, like many industries are centered in New York. And like LA is entertainment. So, like, the odd, if you meet someone in LA, odds are they like completely understand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, you, I just found more people who were like, oh, of course, and let me help you with that or whatever. And so, I was like, oh, this place gets me. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, the entertainment industry is so kind of unique in its trajectory in a lot of ways that are very difficult to translate to like a New York centric life or a right. basically a life outside entertainment. Like, so when you go to New York and, and you say, oh, I'm a desk assistant, everyone's like, oh, didn't you go to Yale or whatever? Yeah. And in a sort of a snobby, but like reasonably concerned manner. And then, and you're like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, that's just, just how good. this works yeah. here. Whatever you're going to be in five years, the agents assistants yeah. are like selling movies or whatever they're doing. How, I don't know what agents do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think as I've moved, um, on and been here longer and and just in more comfortable in my skin and am currently employed <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, New York's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it's great to be at that dinner party and all right. those people are like, my finance job. And you're like, well, oh, right. it sounds so cool, writer. right? You're the most interesting person in the <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, you know, I have my accounts are, you know, QVC and whatever. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm, you know, I'm writing a network crime show and they're all like that's weird tell me about that you know yeah. and um and it's not that i don't still really like la and kind of the pace and attitude that a lot of the people here have but it just like the question itself just com is less important basically and i've always liked mm -hmm. new i mean obviously who doesn't like new york it's like yeah i mean a lot of people don't well, like no, it, I, I felt the same way like as you've sort of found a, a crew out here and a career and all that i feel much more comfortable 
in LA because the people we're with seem more interesting and the work Eric is doing seems more interesting. And you didn't the whole, like, like those seventh graders. <laughs> I was just a little concerned about the kind of ethics of the whole thing. Didn't Reasonably. Yeah. He's a good moral compass. Mm, I like that. Um, yeah. So the question has, has thankfully has like muted down to like cultural tastes and like sort of like elbowing each other in the ribs about the, the shitty things about the cities that we live well, in. I like, mean, New York is definitely better, like objective. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Everybody lives underground for half the year. It's great. Um, <laughs> New York um, is not better ob- objectively. You, I, you could make the argument that New York is better subjectively, but yeah, he's joking. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Or trying to get my goat. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm, but, but like, you have to acknowledge that it's like dirtier, more crowded. It's bad on paper, but there's Super, like a special yeah, something. There's a special something about okay. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, there is. That's beautiful. I was saying like there's nothing, uh, I don't think there's any place quite like, you know, you're out for a run on the reservoir at, you know, 10 o'clock on a brisk fall evening and you're like, nobody, at- by the way, associates with that. Because I do. You go for 10 p.m. runs on the reservoir? Oh, not 10 p.m., <laughs> but I used to run around the reservoir before school. Yeah. Yeah, like right no, the reservoir in, is in beautiful. The, in the early like, morning <laughs> or late at night. But he's like, you know when you're out there running five-minute miles on the Central Park Reservoir at midnight <laughs> on a Tuesday? And everyone's yeah. like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so that's really the only place I ever stop. And I'm like, man, this life is awesome. I love this city. I love this mm. town. Yeah, and I agree with that. And he like, whatever. So I, I think as in any relationship, you end up, uh, being it antagonists within the relationship about some question like that. And then if I'm ever put in a room where someone's like, there is nothing good about New York, I'd be like, <laughs> take that back. <laughs> and I, 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 maybe James is in that room and everyone's like, LA is the worst. And he's like, like yeah, right. <laughs> totally. But I assume that actually he's like, well, I've spent a lot of time there and, no. and it's so beautiful. And there's all, you know, it's not just vapid um, plastic surgery or whatever. Um, you end up sort of like being like, wait, why am I speaking in the voice of James in this conversation (laughs) in his absence? Um, That's right. I mean, I was flying here this particular trip. I was sitting between two women and they were asking for a, you know, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I live in New York and spent a lot of time in LA. And they said, do you have any, you know, do you have any restaurant recommendations? And I, and I did. And it was kind of one of the first times I felt like, oh, this city is, you know, sort of mine too. I, you know, where did you recommend? I recommended Hinoki and the Burn. Oh, yeah. I want to go there. It's really good. It's really good. I was like, did you assess that they are wealthy people? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's also very expensive. They have like medium good plane seats. So, you know. (laughs) They were in economy plus. They were in the cheapest section of the plane. (laughs) In steerage. (laughs) Uh, No, it is good. You should go. It's right by Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can go. Maybe I'm over there more than I used to be now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could go. Um, well, just, yeah, so you got a recommendation of this too. Yeah, but Julia, but you're such a good that. you're such a good mediator of this fight. Being a Manhattan, kid. yeah. But I mean, I have so where do LA. you shake out? Very pro LA. <laughs> she it's, does live it's here. It's really <laughs> it's alarming. I have. I was just talking about. Okay, so the previous episode for those following along at home, you talk about the night of, which I think is like the most disgusting depiction of New York. It makes New York seem horrible. It's like everyone's, it's like just like dirty and gross and racist and 
been horrible. That sounds pretty accurate. (laughs) And then the other thing about New York is like... That's what I like about that show, by the way, is that it's a show about New York that's not gloss. That's not glossy. It's like here's what it's like to yes, drive a cab in this I city, know. And, and here's it where really you live. Seems bleak, yeah. <laughs> and like you probably have psoriasis on your foot, and we're gonna devote six hours of content <laughs> <I'm obsessed with laughs> to, to that <laughs> storyline, quote unquote. It's so, I'm like, what is that? Is that a metaphor for something? I don't know. <laughs> My colleague like, um, really likes Richard Price. Is that? the guy who wrote it like his novel crime novels he really likes it he was really excited for the show but he's also has like a huge foot phobia <laughs> so, so i watched the pilot and i came in and i was like joe i'm so sorry you have to give this one a miss <laughs> like, it's like mostly about someone's psoriasis in the foot it's really really gross and a lot of time on it and i, I tweeted about this but i i think this it was originally supposed to be like a drama about foot eczema and then it got like noted to death and they were like throw a murder in there (laughs) in the way that the sopranos was always about like a guy's issues with his mom and they were like make it about gangsters and we'll put it on hbo yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um but the okay so you know i think it's a john updike quote right like new yorkers believe that people who are living anywhere else must be kidding yeah Yeah, i love that quote (laughs) yeah but but i also hate it it was plastered on a like a telephone booth probably a block and a half from right. my apartment. Which I, just, probably I loved walking home next to The fact that yeah. the New York Tourism Bureau I think it's secretly must appropriated be kidding, that right? quote must make John Updike really up. <laughs> but it's like, it's very, I think that New Yorkers are kidding themselves. Because I don't know. I think like, I went up, I went and looked up the, the context of that Updike yeah. quote. And if I remember, he's sort of making fun of New Yorkers who think like that. Okay, that's right. cool. He's not, yeah, yeah. He, or not making fun of them, but just observing them. He's not saying they're right. He's just yeah. like to live in New York, you need to arm yourself against the daily travails of yes. the subway and yeah, and you know, yeah, just like close quarters. That's the thing. with the knowledge that you are better than the rest of the yeah. world, and that does. I, I think if I hate anything about New York, and the reason I ended up taking the position sort of against it was just as a natural devil's advocacy mm-hmm. to that attitude of superiority. Like well, that I, makes me And I think it's annoying. because a lot of people have to adopt that attitude of superiority to justify how terrible the city is in a lot yes. of ways because the city is terrible for most people. Like it's inaccessible. It's a billionaire's playground. It's everything is expensive and you have to live really far away. I mean, I feel lucky enough to, not inhabit that New York exactly. And so I, I really do enjoy my time there. But I think for most to justify, you know, keeping being your in the big old city and yeah. in a bathtub yeah. in your living room or whatever. You've, yeah. You've exactly. gotta you've gotta think there's there's no nowhere else. Yes, yeah, yeah. And but I think it's like what I don't I don't like the I don't care about the air of superiority. I care about the like um what's the word I'm looking for? Like delusional. Like the last time I was in New York, I was like with my sister and she was kind of like, oh, like something like, let's go to this restaurant in this neighborhood. Like, isn't it great here? And I'm like, let's think about your use of the word great. (laughs) Like it's fine. And maybe it's like affordable and it's maybe like a little less scary. (laughs) But I'm like, it's not great. Like, let's not be like crown heights is this like idyllic place to live <laughs> could have gone somewhere great there are a lot of great 
I mean, like a lot of the most superlative experiences are only available. Yes, but I th- I think you have now, to. Now that's not what most people are experiencing. But yeah, right. But I think you ha- you have to be like bl- people just get like blinkered to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've said this maybe I've said this before on the podcast. When I moved to LA, I like moved into an apartment. And I like put all my like boxes like cardboard boxes out on the street. And my landlord was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm throwing these away." And he was like. No, you have to put them in the recycling bin. Dump trash on the street. Yeah, and- I'm like in New York. We put our garbage on the street on oh. the street where we walk. It's right. where and we then walk trash and day put reads. our garbage. It's, it's like Elizabethan England. That's the what thing is- you're supposed to do with it. <laughs> it's like Elizabethan England. You're gonna get hit with a chamber pot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it totally is. Uh, no, my pet peeve is is when people say. When people misuse the phrase only in New York about things that are everywhere because they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're like, oh, it's so great to go to this Ruby Tuesdays in Times Square only in New York. And you're like, oh, God, (laughs) go anywhere else in the country. I have to say, when I lived in New York after college, it was amazing. and I loved it because I was working in theater. So all of those, all of the shitty things I didn't care about because I knew I was like in the place where it was like the best place for me to be for my career and for my passions and my interests and I mean like I was an intern at the public theater and they um would like uh productions that need to like paper their um previews would like send us comps all the interns yeah and I like saw like five plays a week like it was awesome but it that's like not I didn't have a nice apartment i <laughs> i was never feeling the right temperature <laughs> right i mean like no, any like any place that there are trade-offs yeah. and that's why eric thinks la is the best and i think new york's best and we you, you see we the good in where you are yeah. where we both are at, at this moment is the best place for us it's because we're both in a place that has that element of being the place where we feel like we're best positioned what for if, what we want to do so okay do you uh is there like what if you have to move somewhere that you like can both agree on what's the third place that well i think it would would most likely be one of those two but you're saying like if we yeah like new york fell into the ocean is there a third place that's like your that's both of your second choice boston yeah boston yeah oh that's nice that's where i'm from that's easy Mm -hmm. new york and la will both fall into the ocean that's right (laughs) but boston is a huge (laughs) landfill so it's not gonna do any better (laughs) um yeah also the other thing about la is everyone's like oh but you have to get a car and you're like yeah that is actually a horrible hurdle to moving there but then you have a car (laughs) oh my god i love a car it's like a big purse the only place i'm truly alone yeah, yeah, that is one thing I I do understand when, when if if you prefer like walking and taking the subway to driving a car and sitting in traffic, yes, L A is hard. But oh my yeah. god, I love to be in my car. Yeah, Podcasts I keep snacks in there. Like this one. It's like a little <laughs> yeah. little house. Right. Oh, I miss driving. Oh, yeah. okay. Not that LA driving really like I don't miss satisfies that. I miss a driving <laughs> that doesn't exist in either place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think, but like, I think we're in a place where as soon as one of us were able to sort of justify being in the other city, both of us would lead a very happy life there. For James is looking at me like that's not true. No, I would. <laughs> if that city is New York, yeah. 
But you're actually so I, like you, you're in a cool position because you could get staffed in New York and then be there and then come back here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. if you I mean, need to. Like that's easier said than done. But I, I mean, it would be a dream to write for SVU or some SVU. New York if they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. No, yeah, that I mean because what I really defend most is i don't like i love new york and i like my day-to-day there and i like my day-to-day here and you just choose to focus on i'm i'm amiable as we learned (laughs) you choose to focus on the things that you like about a place um so so for me like the real insistence is that i get to do what i want to do and if i were doing that in new york what a dream exactly and places are really people and experiences so it's what are you you know are you happy in the time you're at work and are you happy with the people you're around i mean the city is kind of yeah it's true it's true I think if I, I could transport that. all my New York friends to Cleveland, we'd probably have a good time. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Are there good restaurants here? <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland listeners, let me know. <laughs> well, I, we, we only go to like four restaurants in New York anyway. Where That's do you go? Uh, Alfie's. It's like a bar kitchen. and It's the most kitchen. fun. Yeah, we're not trying to be like, give you our like hot recommendations no, here. They're like the convenient places that we go. I always think it's weird because like there's restaurant turnover is so high. I'm like probably none of my recommendation New York restaurant recommendations are relevant at all relevant. Although I like love to go back to the same places when I am in New York, but they're probably like way better places to go now. But right. I'm still like I did a summer in Taipei and I will probably not ever have reason to go to Taipei again. But if I were to, there are all these like hole in the wall places that I was obsessed with that I'm sure are like convention centers. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, what have we learned? Don't fuck me in settlers. <laughs> no, you'll have a not very bad learned. night. James, this is the part where we say nice things. <laughs> you guys have said nice things the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we learned? Oh, I've learned to be <laughs> more combative. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, James. This is a terrible experience. <laughs> I learned to pick fights. <laughs> and hopefully James has heard me that he should get over things faster. <laughs> Loud and clear. Oh, Great. Thanks for listening to Honey. I'm Julia Meltzer. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Drunk Actress. The show is produced by Ryan Middledorf. Our cover art is by Allie Monroe. And our theme song is by Aaron and Melissa. Thanks for listening. Bye. What's a creative podcast network?